The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came home with his disciples, and again the crowd gathered, making it impossible for them to even eat. When his relatives heard of this, they set out to seize him, for they said, He is out of his mind. The scribes who had come from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of the demons, he drives out demons. Summoning them, he began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. That is the end of him. But no one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder the house. Amen. I say to you, all sins and all blasphemes that people utter will be forgiven them. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an everlasting sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. His mother and his brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent word to him and called him. A crowd seated around him told him, Your mother and your brother and your sisters are outside asking for you. But he said to them in reply, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking around at those seated in a circle, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers, For whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The phrase, blood is thicker than water, implies that family relationships are more important than friends. That those connected by a common sanguinity, are loyal to one another. Our Lord, however, redefines family today as those who do the will of God. 
The necessity of this distinction wasn't always needed. It all changed at the fall of man. Thus the reference in our first reading in Genesis. There was a time before the fall where man walked with God in the cool of the evening and shared a unity with God created in his image and likeness. But the effects of original sin have distorted our image and resulted in an expulsion from the garden and a separation of man from God. Note the order of this separation, man from God, not God from man. God thinks of man, his creation, every day. At every moment, he holds man together in cognitive being. God, who is being itself, the great I am, allows his creation, us, to share in his being. By holding it together and thinking of his creation at every moment, Our God, Israel's guard, never slumbers. Even when we're sleeping, he's thinking of us. Even when we are disloyal, God is always faithful, always loving. Today, the church directs our gaze with these scriptures to the intimate scene where our Lord is teaching scribes and Pharisees. He's inviting them to consider that the bloodlines of the Jewish pedigree are of no match to those who do the will of God. These are his true brothers and sisters. And despite the efforts of the enemy, the strong man, Our Lord, the Christ, the long-anticipated Messiah, is now here to tie up the strong man, the devil, and free man, restoring his original identity, his original innocence, restoring his original freedom. You know, when I was a child, around the age of five or so, living in Salisbury, North Carolina, I remember going to Mass with my mom after we dropped off all the other children at the school. And I remember kneeling. I was so small that only my nose and my eyes were above the back of the pew. And it was there on my knees as a five-year-old and a six-year-old where I began to wonder at the names I heard as the priest prayed the canon. I heard John and Thomas and Philip and Anastasia. These were all names of my family, my grandmother's middle name or my brother's names or my own name. And I marveled at how the priest knew so many of my blood relatives. (laughs) 
Little did I know that he, in fact, was sharing with me a much greater family, the saints, whom I would come to know, as we all should, and rely on them to grow in holiness. Those who intercede for us with true love to become who God calls us to be. So as I ponder this scene of the scribes and Pharisees questioning Jesus, and they're bound by the strong man in their pride of their pedigree, and they're fearful of losing their power, they're longing to trap him with his words. I cannot help but contrast that scene with the scene of Martha and Mary, who were both busy and at rest. Martha attentive to the Lord and the needs of the whole household, and Mary at his feet, listening and pondering these things in her heart. The perfect model of the church, the family of God, both active and contemplative, in need of both. While we may use the phrase, blood is thicker than water, Jesus redefines family, his family, which is born from the waters of baptism, a family of believers and consecrated by the blood of Jesus. In this way, too, we must wonder, then, how truthfully water is thicker than blood, the bloodlines of our pedigree, of our families, of maybe those who aren't here with us today. While both blood and water streamed from the side of his body as he hung upon the cross, pierced by the lance of Longinus, it is the waters of baptism that lead us to a new covenant not made with human hands but from God, sealed in his blood, which we will share as a family from this altar in just a few moments. So perhaps this week, we may treat others of different bloodlines as true family, as brothers and sisters who share a common invitation with whom we are given a responsibility to build up into one edifice, one kingdom of believers that gives glory to God forever, an everlasting kingdom united not by human hands, but one in the blood of Christ, our Savior and King. Almighty Father, turning to you in our need, we, your children, gather around your altar We pray for the Church throughout the world, your instrument of salvation on the earth. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our Bishop Luis, for all of our priests and deacons, for our seminarians and aspirants, for mothers and fathers, for the consecrated religious here in our diocese. Continue to inspire your Church, Lord, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We pray to the Lord. 
Pray for our nation, for its leaders, its justices, for peace throughout the world, for the protection of the unborn and the elderly. Assist our nation in growing in virtue, we pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty Father, in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the divine physician, we commend to you all those who are sick and have asked for our prayers. Grant your healing grace upon them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, shepherd of the flock, send more workers into your vineyards as we pray for an increase in vocations to the priesthood, religious life, consecrated life, and for those who are preparing for the state of holy matrimony. We pray to the Lord. Almighty Father, Prince of Peace and Victor over sin and death, we pray for all those who have died, those from our families, from this parish, our friends and benefactors, but especially for those who have died and are forgotten, having no one to pray for them. Welcome them into your kingdom, Lord, by your mercy. We pray to the Lord. For the intentions of all present here, for those intentions we hold in the silence of our hearts, and for the person or persons here in greatest need. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 